0: ...average by a second wave of COVID-19, which now, concerns are being raised on whether the is actually reporting the correct
1: death Hello, I'm Richard Gisbert, and you're at The Listening Post, where we dig into the coverage and look at how news is reported. Here are the media stories we're examining this week. COVID-19 has brought India to its knees and in many ways the mainstream news media are failing to do the job. This pandemic has hit Asian Americans hard. A rise in hate crimes has drawn some overdue attention to the problematic ways in which Asians have been depicted in news and entertainment programming in the U.S. Showdown at the border. Footage on Russian television would have you believe it's not just Ukrainians and Russians involved, that American forces are there as well. And scouring social media for
2: votes.
1: France has an election coming and the politicians are all over Instagram. India is being swamped by a second wave of COVID-19. It's a country whose government just months ago was saying that the end of the pandemic was in sight whose Prime Minister, Narendra Modi, has been telling citizens that India's handling of the virus is an example for other governments to follow. A country that has produced more vaccines than anywhere else, only to be caught short because most of those doses have been exported. It also happens to be election season in India, in some key states. And people are asking themselves, why take the precautions seriously? when the Prime Minister has held rallies attracting huge crowds of unmasked people. Stories like these should be easy pickings for political reporters out to hold power to account. But seven years into Modi's rule, mainstream news outlets have mostly been brought to heel. And that is evident in the bulk of the news coverage, some of which asks what went wrong, but stops short of demanding accountability from the Prime Minister himself. Our starting point this week is New Delhi. India is the
3: scene of a public health calamity. The total collapse of the health infrastructure and the retreat of the
0: state. It's a nightmare after nightmare at hospitals all across the
4: country. There have been some extremely disturbing visuals, crematoriums overflowing. They're
0: just lighting these makeshift fires and burning them en masse. Certain sections of the media that were hitherto uh, subservient to the ruling regime are being forced to ask questions. It's a very thin silver lining in the, in the dark clouds that have otherwise enveloped the media in India.
1: From the early days of the pandemic, Prime Minister Narendra Modi's BJP government has been determined to control the coverage of the story. In March of 2020, it asked India's Supreme Court to stop media organizations from publishing any COVID-19-related news without first getting clearance from the government. The court refused to do that. That was 13 months ago, more than 16 million cases ago. And those official numbers are not to be mistaken for India's reality.
3: All governments tend to fudge numbers to make things look better than they are. Let's consider the case of Bhopal, the capital of the state ruled by BJP. Uh, Last Tuesday, the state reported five COVID deaths. And yet, 85 cremations were performed following COVID protocols. The numbers being reported by the government are vastly exceeded by the funerals taking place across India.
5: Some digital media platforms are working to dig out the actual figures, but their reach is limited. It's also risky work. You have to stand outside a cemetery, count and cross-check. COVID bodies come covered with plastic and the staff carrying them wear PPE. So this is how we're getting the news. And where is the government's focus? It is to somehow mask these figures so that their failure and inefficiency stays hidden. The
1: COVID numbers coming out of India have been questioned by scientists who say the relative lack of testing there makes those statistics inherently flawed. The official number of cases now exceeds 16 million. But the death toll, 180,000 plus, is somehow less than half that of Brazil, which has fewer cases. It just doesn't add up. An independent study conducted in mid-2020 to detect antibodies in the population concluded that for every official COVID case logged, around 30 cases have gone unrecorded the math, that would take India's official caseload to about 480 million. That information is out there. International news outlets are all over the story. India has almost 400 24-hour television news channels, thousands of newspapers. But too many of those outlets have grown dependent on government advertising money for their survival and they're saving their tough questions for political leaders not named Modi.
0: Why is there a concerted attempt being made by those in the opposition to try and undermine confidence in public health today? A very, very large section of the television media in India is very, very servile. What we are seeing uh, is only a change at the margin. When we see on the social media stories of human beings whose lives have been completely destroyed because of the non-availability of hospital beds, of oxygen facilities, of vaccines, even for those journalists who've been acting as advertising agents of the ruling government, it's become difficult to not... Reveal the truth.
4: What uh, big national broadcasters generally do is they can't not report, um, you know, crematoriums overflowing in say a Gujarat or in a Chhattisgarh. But the criticism is largely directed towards the local state government rather than the central government. Is the Madhya Pradesh government actually concealing data? of COVID deaths. Because, because it is the state government that is supposed to handle the healthcare network. But where the um, large media houses has have failed is uh, in questioning the central government on the issue of why vaccines are not being made available to the public.
1: Most countries suffering from vaccine shortages lack the means to produce them, not India. It manufactures more doses than anywhere else, but has been exporting them to a total of 92 countries. Politicians have boasted about that, calling India the world's pharmacy. In January, Narendra Modi's health minister declared the pandemic was approaching its end. The Elections Commission then gave the go-ahead for elections in five states with a combined 180 million voters super spreader events in the form of political rallies have since been held attracting huge crowds mostly maskless and unvaccinated
3: so the prime minister's party and uh, the incumbent party uh, in west bengal have been holding massive rallies
2: there have been
0: no uh,
3: COVID-related safety protocols uh, followed at these rallies, and there are horror stories emerging gradually out of Bengal. Uh, and the prime minister was shamed uh, by the opposition Congress party into suspending his future rallies.
0: The home minister, Mr. Amit Shah, has been saying oh, there is no apparent connection with uh, the disease and the fact that there have been uh, political campaigning and large crowds. At the end of the day, The attempts uh, made by the Sena voices that these large gatherings are really fraught with danger seems to be sinking into uh, the minds and the brains of the leadership.
1: It was too little, too late. But what Indians witnessed this month during the Hindu Kumbh Mela festival was even more alarming. Throngs of Hindus, the vast majority of them without masks, descending on the Ganges River, day after day. Initially, not much was made of that in the media. And although that did eventually change... mask <laughs> to Contrast the coverage with what we saw in March of last year, when a Muslim movement, the Tablighi Jamaat, brought a few hundred worshippers together in New Delhi, and elements within the Indian media absolutely vilified them.
0: It's
1: a double standard, a revealing one, on Islamophobia on the Indian airwaves.
5: The Kumbh Mela proved to be a super spreader event, and even then, the media didn't raise the kind of questions that it did when the Tablighi Jamaat gathering took place in Delhi last year. It shows that the communalization of media, particularly Hindi media, has been extensive. There is a trend of hate-driven coverage.
0: hate-driven
4: today we're seeing a sea of human beings going into the river and we've already seen 5000 positive cases and we have no idea how many more are, are, are going to test positive and it's it's a nightmare situation and it's it's disgusting honestly that you know the, the mainstream media the big broadcasters have not been more vocal about this
1: There is no masking the media's reluctance to go there, their unwillingness to criticize Prime Minister Modi for the mess India is now in. It's not just that many of them share the ruling party's Hindu nationalist politics. No media outlet wants to risk losing all those government ad revenues. Just look at these front pages from this past Thursday, celebrating of all things, improvements to the country's infrastructure, at a time when the healthcare sector is in critical condition, like so much of India's journalism, bought and paid for by the hand that feeds. Moving now to a story that's been developing along the border between Russia and Ukraine. A month-long buildup of Russian forces there has both Ukraine and NATO warning of a possible Russian invasion. The Kremlin and its backers in the Russian media are telling a different tale. Flo Phillips has been looking at the narratives out there. Flo, what's the Russian line on this?
6: It starts with President Putin and it runs right through the coverage, Richard. At his State of the Nation address this past week, Putin said that despite its attempts to maintain good relations with all countries, Western powers simply won't stop picking on Russia... And to get a sense of what's been going out on the Russian airwaves, take a look at this report from the state-owned Russia-1's weekly news program, Vestina Delhi.
7: That's
6: American aircraft supposedly landing in Ukraine. According to BBC fact-checkers, it's footage that was plucked from the Pentagon's website. And that plane was actually landing in Alaska but it fits with the rest of the report this argument that the russian build up is a necessary response to increased us military presence in the region
1: foreign threats russia acting in self defense these are familiar
6: narratives right russian media maintain that such threats from abroad are both imminent and constant and there is an element of truth to that but it's the tone of these reports that's striking it just jumps out at you
1: готовит запад сейчас нам немного немало войну On Ukraine, Russia has its own media outlets. They're on the job. But what about within Ukraine itself? What kind of influence does Russia have in that media
6: space? There is clear evidence of pro-Kremlin presence in the Ukrainian media. Last year, a Ukrainian investigative TV show revealed that one of Putin's closest allies in the country, a politician called Viktor Medvedchuk, has a 24% stake in Ukraine's most popular TV channel. And that matters because Medvedchuk also owns another three pro-Russian TV stations, all of which the Ukrainian authorities have actually taken off the air. So he's a big pro-Kremlin ally. As with all Russian outlets, both inside and outside the country, there's a common denominator. Promote anti-American narratives, discredit Ukraine's reform agenda. And they're going all out to do it. Okay,
1: thanks. Back to the pandemic now and one of its uglier byproducts, the scary rise in anti-Asian hate crimes in the United States. The mass shootings in Atlanta last month got the headlines the story warranted, but there are so many videos online of Asian Americans being randomly attacked, spat on in public. This problem preceded Donald Trump and the animosity he so casually unleashed with all his talk of the Chinese virus. The history runs deeper than that, more than 150 years, back to when Asians first landed in large numbers on American soil. They've been othered ever since. And the media, both the news and entertainment sides, have played a large part in how Asians are perceived by their fellow Americans. The Listening Post's Tarek Nafa now on Asian-American stereotyping in the media, the tropes, and the rise in hate.
4: The coronavirus has spread to countries across the world, but officials believe that it all started in Wuhan, China. The virus
2: may have originated from a market in the city. For a lot of Asian Americans, we knew what
6: was coming.
2: Uh, We've been through SARS before.
6: CNN has obtained this video filmed inside the market, showing that more than seafood was on offer for sale.
2: And there were very similar stereotypes, linking people of Asian descent with illness um, be unhygienic or eating disgusting foods.
0: I'll tell you why it started in China. Okay. Because they're eating raw bats
7: and snakes. No, Jesse. All of these things add to what is called the perpetual foreigner stereotype, is that Asians do not belong. To
0: the Chinese virus, Chinese virus.
7: Kung flu. The narrative is this idea that it's us versus you. And if you equals a pandemic, then the consequence will be violence, and we have seen that now.
5: Take it as a sign of the times that in a year of a pandemic that saw hate crimes in most major American cities decline, those kinds of attacks against Asian Americans actually increased by 149%. A surge of violence has made it feel more dangerous to be Asian in America. Turn
8: to some, some tragic news. The, deadly... the
5: shootings in Atlanta in March, eight people shot dead, six of them Asian women, have made the violence more real and unleashed a rush of media coverage.
8: And Tuesday's shootings are sparking a national conversation. The pandemic was
7: weaponized against Asian Americans. It feels like it's open season on us.
5: The gunman claimed race was not the motive. A police captain later said... He was pretty much fed up and kind of at the end of his rope and yet it was a really bad day for him.
8: That a third party observer can remark on the massacre of Asian women and say he was just having a bad day demonstrates the inherent disposability of Asian women because of their irreconcilable difference, supposedly, from American values and American culture.
2: Even though the suspects said there was no racial motivation, race certainly plays into it, especially given how Asian American women are fetishized and hypersexualized in a lot of Western media. For me? as a lot of these issues that Asian women are dealing with now have always been there.
5: Asian Americans played a formative role in the American story, but the sacrifices, suspicion and exclusion they have lived through is a history that's poorly told. After slavery was abolished in 1865, Chinese immigrants filled a market for cheap labour, doing dangerous work that others would not, helping to build the rail networks that were crucial to the development of the American West. That was also the era in which the term yellow peril first surfaced. In the late 1800s, American communities came to be seen as a threat to American values and were even scapegoated for the spread of disease.
8: That culminated in 1882 with the Chinese Exclusion Act, which barred all Chinese uh, from immigration into into the United States. And in this period of anti-Asian hysteria, the white working class never saw Asians as a potential ally against the bosses, but rather as as, comp, as labor competition.
7: Our history has not been told, from the fact that we built the railroad to the grief that we've experienced from the largest lynchings in U.S. history. People don't know that. And all of this has, again, made it incredibly difficult for people to empathize with us.
5: By the early 1940s, the US and Japan were at war, and it was Japanese Americans who were caught in the middle. Many Americans viewed them with suspicion and contempt. These cartoons were drawn up by the family favorite, Dr. Seuss. Newspapers like the San Francisco Chronicle ran editorials arguing that Americans needed to be tough, even if civil rights take a beating. When the US government eventually decided to forcibly relocate around 120,000 Japanese Americans, it produced propaganda that ran in movie theaters across the country to reassure the public that there was much to be gained, supposedly, from life in what were essentially concentration camps.
1: The evacuees cooperated wholeheartedly The many loyal among them felt that this was a sacrifice they could make in behalf of America's war effort.
8: This was one of the most grotesque violations of civil rights in American history.
1: The army provided housing, plenty of healthful, nourishing food for all.
8: U.S. propaganda framed this as a benevolent action, um, while at the same time media was also vilifying them, explaining why they're phenotypically and dispositionally different from the loyal Chinese, for example.
5: For decades, popular portrayals of Asian Americans have remained stubbornly one-dimensional. Hollywood has long made a habit of casting Asians as calculating evil geniuses.
0: He's cruel, callous, brilliant, and the most evil and dangerous man in the world.
5: Asian women tend to be objectified.
2: Me love you a long time. Asian nerds, cool Asians,
5: A pervasive myth about Asian-Americans based on their higher levels of education and income is that they represent a model minority. That diminishes who they are and what they've experienced.
6: Gentlemen, I give you the Asian.
8: Ooh. Compact, hairless, and fiercely intelligent.
5: Things are changing slowly. In movies and on the news, Asian Americans are more seen now than before. But being Asian remains something exotic, foreign, and often unworthy of real representation.
2: I remember covering a lot of Hollywood movies that actually just whitewashed Asian characters. Um, we had Ghost in the Shell. You have to. Remember. We had Aloha. She's a fast burner. Then we had a movie, The Great Wall, where. They cast Matt Damon as the lead, Um, and sure, there were other Asian cast members, but Matt Damon as the star in this very Chinese movie was just problematic.
5: Good luck with that.
2: So it's project after project that discounted the idea that Asian people should be front and center and telling their own stories.
7: Stories are empathy machines. So Hollywood has an enormous role to play in how this country defines itself and how the rest of the world sees America. When I look to Hollywood, I see very limited representation. It is time that people are more inclusive, not only in front of the camera, but also behind.
5: The term Asian American was coined in the 1960s as a rejection of the more problematic label, Oriental. It's come to describe more than 20 million citizens who can trace their roots to more than 20 countries. But the public's view of Asian Americans is disproportionately shaped by China. Donald Trump tried to convince Americans that COVID-19 is a Chinese virus visited on the West.
2: Why do you keep calling this the Chinese virus? Why do you keep using this? Because it of people comes people China. it's
0: racist. It's not racist at all, no.
5: The impact of that has been felt by Asian Americans across the board, not just Chinese ones. The rise of anti-Asian rhetoric is also a byproduct of the larger power struggle taking place between Washington and Beijing. We do see a lot of
8: fear-mongering headlines, and there's a way in which, in both the liberal and conservative media, China is oftentimes painted as being threatening even when it's being responsible. Its efforts around the, the pandemic have oftentimes been seen as being hyper-authoritarian. A long-standing stereotype of oriental despotism has been applied to China. So you're definitely seeing uh, a new resurgence of yellow perilist discourse.
2: It's interesting hearing how people are interpreting this moment right now. Uh, Because for a lot of people, it's the first time they're hearing about anything related to our history. America had actually been trending toward accepting Asian Americans as American. And all it took was an association with the virus to reverse that trend.
1: And finally, when politicians go on social media, try to get with the kids, and it all ends up looking like one big dad joke. The French presidential elections are still more than a year away, but Emmanuel Macron knows he's got work to do with younger voters. So he and his cabinet colleagues are already campaigning online, mingling with influencers on YouTube, making Instagram live videos, and taking to Twitch, that's a gaming platform, Invading all of those spaces looking for votes. It doesn't feel like a natural fit, cause it's not. Which takes us to comedian Bertrand Uscla, who's got a program on Canal. His version of politicians going online is less serious than the originals, but probably a little more genuine. We'll see you next time here at the Listening Post. En politique, il faut être prêt à tout pour gagner an élection. Alors à l'époque, le RPR avait réussi à faire voter les morts. On va bien réussir à faire voter les jeunes.
2: Coucou à tous, alors aujourd'hui je vous retrouve pour une vidéo un peu spéciale parce que je suis avec le porte-parole du gouvernement. Bonjour
5: à tous. Et on va vous
2: faire une morning routine spéciale conseil de défense, c'est parti. Alors on va direct commencer par les cernes. Ah
5: oui, parce qu'on dort pas beaucoup en ce moment.
2: Ouais, je te cache pas, ça se voit.
1: Ouais. Très souvent, les influenceurs qui nous reçoivent précisent à leur communauté que ça n'est pas un acte politique. Alors qu'en vrai, rien que le fait de le préciser, ça veut dire que ça l'est. C'est comme les gens qui disent « je m'intéresse pas à la politique », ça veut dire qu'ils sont de droite.
2: Donc voilà, moi après je pense que sur la question de l'islamisme radical, faut pas avoir peur de nommer les choses, hein. faut pas non plus faire preuve de mollesse. Merci pour le sub Marinel B92.
1: Donc voilà, en cas de réindexation du point retraite, celui-ci se fera sur un indice revenu mais jamais sur un indice prix, comme ça c'est clair. On passe à l'euthanasie En gros, si on arrive à se faire interroger par des gens dont c'est pas le travail, c'est qu'on aura bien fait le nôtre.